Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. Actually, it's afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So I just wanted to show you where I'm at here. I am right near the Goonie House. That's the Goonie House right there. Bang. Now, they do allow you to walk up there, but they don't want you really driving. And since it's a private residence, I don't really like going up there because, you know, it's private property and I don't really like messing around on people's private property. So... I am right there at the Goonie House and thought I would show you guys something like Astoria. Like, the locals in Astoria don't care about the Goonies. Like, we love the movie. Like, everybody loves the movie. But not to the point that we have, like, Goonie paraphernalia or we talk about the Goonies. Like, nobody cares that much about it. We just like it when we watch the movie or something. We get to see, like, the different areas that we recognize. And we do have, like, the Goonie House up there that, you know, a lot of times people who are new to the area want to go see it. So... It's kind of fun, but anyhow, wanted to talk about this um, Muhammad L. Aaron interview that I was just watching, and it's funny listening to a lot of these economists because they talk in such a way that is just so confusing and very like, it's like a language all their own. Like if you aren't already kind of understanding of what it is that they're saying, it is very difficult to try and wrap your head around what it is that they're talking about. So in this interview, he's talking about three things. Muhammad L. Aaron is talking about three things that he feels needs to take place in order for the economy to progress forward. And now one of these things that he was talking about is monetary tightening. This is something to kind of consider because it's what a lot of people said would never take place. They said that the Federal Reserve money printer go burr from here on out. Like there is... No backing off on it. And the moment that they do, the whole system is going to crash. Well, Muhammad El Aaron is saying, no, we need to actually go into some monetary tightening, reel in some of this uh, low interest rate, low yielding world. And it's because it's causing inflation to run too hot. And that inflation is actually hurting the lower class the very people that it's meant to support, right? You know, when the Federal Reserve said that they were trying to support households and businesses, well, what Muhammad El Aaron is saying is that it's actually damaging to the lower class. And what happens if you run out of purchasing power? You don't get to make as many purchases. That's going to be burdensome on the economy in itself. So anyway, he was saying that the monetary tightening really needs to start taking place. And really, the Federal Reserve doesn't even need to do anything. They could just sit on their hands and let them, you know, the U.S. Treasuries begin to mature. As they mature, just don't roll that, in, that, that stuff, that, the, the cash, into new debt. Just basically take the cash back, and the Federal Reserve would essentially be destroying dollars by just sitting on their hands and letting the maturities or let the uh, assets mature. So that's one way the Federal Reserve could actually go into monetary tightening by simply not even doing anything. Now, the other thing that, uh, that he suggested was uh, fiscal policy, like in order to get employment happening again, like to increase the employment, you have more government spending creating jobs. Well, I think about that. It's like, well, if you have the Federal Reserve backing off on the quantitative easing, that's going to cause the interest rates to rise. And if you go and do a bunch more government spending, that's going to become ever more burdensome on the government paying their bills, which means that they either need to take out ever-increasing amounts of debt or they need to start increasing tax revenue. Either way, it doesn't seem like a very feasible outcome coming from that. It doesn't seem very, like, beneficial, you know, to the future if you're going to charge them more taxes or you're going to cause them to go more into debt. But then the third idea that he said is that we need to take on 
a uh, how do you say more understanding and supervisory position when it comes to the non-banking financial market. And now I got to thinking about that for a little bit because it was really the a lot of people don't quite get that the non-banking financial like you have mortgage lenders that are private and then you got mortgage lenders who are banks and the private mortgage lenders you have to think about it these were the guys who like pretty much caused the 08 financial crisis to take place because they were issuing out mortgages to people who really couldn't afford them things have changed now they make the rules a little more difficult as far as just being able to willy-nilly hand hand these mortgages out but I'm feeling that's what Muhammad El Aaron is referring to is this type of banking system, this shadow banking system. Because you got private mortgage lenders and then banking mortgage lenders. Well, you also have private lenders in there in general who may be lending to, say, businesses or something like that. Once these loans have been created, they could be put into collateralized loan obligations. So something very similar to the toxic assets of these mortgage-backed securities that the Federal Reserve ended up having to buy back in the uh, great financial crisis because of all the shadow banking systems, creation of these toxic mortgages, these toxic loans. Well, something very similar to that, that could be taking place with the companies out there, with these corporations. And this is something that we have talked about several times. I feel that if there is another great financial crisis type of situation that's going to come, it's probably going to come from the collateralized loan obligation type type uh, assets that are out there. Now, if you're not familiar with those collateralized loan obligations, if you can imagine a company that is such bad credit rating that they can't even sell their own bonds, like they can't even sell junk bonds. No, it's just like their credit rating is that bad. Well, then they need to borrow money, so they borrow money like traditionally, like from a bank. You know, you take out a loan. Well, once these loans have been created, those loans get sold off. And they get sold off to an entity who will basically put them into a security. They call them collateralized loan obligations. So they'll jumble up a bunch of these loans together and then cut it into, a, into tranches. So as all these companies are paying their loans back, the very top tranche of this collateralized loan obligation gets paid first so even though like all these companies might be questionable on whether or not they are even viable just the simple fact that not all of them but most of them will pay their bill or pay their loan that puts that first tranche in a very secure position and they give it a very a much higher credit rating than anything that would ever go into it does that kind of make sense because you have all these companies who are going to pay it and not all of them are going to pay but most of them are going to pay and because you have like a section that gets paid first of the of the loan collateralized loan obligation that little section gets a higher credit rating and now pension funds and you know money mark money managers and stuff like that who are required to carry a certain credit rating on the assets they purchase now they can purchase those things it's kind of scary to think about so I believe that's what Muhammad Al Aaron is referring to as far as needing to take on a more understanding and supervisory role. So anyway, I'm going to leave a link down in the description for that one. Um, again, I find that to be like I like the idea, the first one, as far as the monetary tightening. I do feel that that needs to be taken place. But the fiscal policy, I don't. Um, I honestly feel that the more government involvement, uh, the worse it's going to get. And unfortunately, he is saying that we need to not only raise the interest rates, but also raise the government spending that's happening at the same time. And I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. As far as the 
you know, the non-banking financial sector, I honestly feel that if there is trouble that brews inside of that and it begins to collapse, you let it melt. You let it melt down. And a lot of people are going to get burned. And I hate to say it, but pension funds are going to be one of those. Got to know where you have your money. You know, you got to know where you're at. And it's unfortunate, but it's also, in my mind, a very, uh, I don't know, it's like fake, fakery. Uh, it doesn't seem real to me that you can have a pension fund or at least think that you are going to have some sort of retirement that can come from collateralized loan obligations of like basically toxic companies or zombie companies or maybe even just shitty companies. I don't know how to quite even explain it, but yet you're going to rely on your pension fund getting paid from that. Oof, that's scary. Anyhow, um, links are in the description. Got a mail call video for you too. So let me open up the mail. Uh, let's start with this one. Um, this is from Chris from New Jersey and, uh, Chris sends, sends me stuff in a bank envelope, and then he writes the address very differently than, like, most people. He, like, writes it down like this. So, very cool. Um, and then he puts the Purple Heart uh, sticker on there. So, I'm guessing ex-military? Something like that? Anyway, thank you, Chris. Let's see what you have to say here. cool coins i love coins right on hello simon here is some coins a 200 mark coin oh yeah right on uh from 1923 wow and that is very cool Very cool. Um, a 09 penny, I don't see often. Yeah, it's one of the old uh, Lincoln pennies. Um, so in 09, they actually, it's, it's pretty interesting. If you find these old Lincoln pennies, I would hold on to them, even if they're not in that great a shape, because there was four different pennies in, oth in 09. And then if I remember right, like they stopped making them like halfway through. 09. So they're kind of rare for the most part because like I said there was four of them that were made, these Lincoln pennies. And of those, you know, four designs, they were cut short. So anyhow, very cool. Thank you so much for the 09 penny. I really appreciate that. I don't see often and possibly a 35% 1941 war nickel. Best of luck, Chris. Thank you very much, Chris. Um Unfortunately, it is not a war nickel in the sense that it's silver. It is in 1941. Um, so what is it? 40, 41, 42, 43, and 45, I believe it was, and not all of them in 41. The easiest way to tell on whether or not you have a silver nickel is the mint mark will be right above the building right there. Unfortunately, the mint mark on this one is right next to the building. Oh, this one doesn't have a mint mark. So this one doesn't have a mint mark on it. So what is that? Uh, is that Denver? Philadelphia? I can't remember now. 
But um, yeah, if you're looking for silver nickels, um, the mint mark will be quite large and it'll be right above the, the, the Monticello building right there. It'll be right at the very top and it'll be quite large. I mean, you'll see it, it's obvious. But these are cool, man. I really appreciate the mark, man. That is so cool. I love history and I love getting old coins like this. This is very cool for my collection. Thank you very much, sir. I really appreciate that. All right, and this one is from Denver. From Kelly, like last name Kelly from Denver. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, cool, man. $2 bill right on. All right. Uneducated economist. I have and continue to enjoy your content. Thank you. I will proceed directly to the purpose of why I write you today, as I have no doubt the demands on your time are high. Enclosed, you will find an article which I have written and posted on my newly created subtract sub, sub substack the channel the first principle search terms on subtract p kelly the enclosed article outlines the coming economic reality with explanatory as as to why and how you may agree or disagree however no matter your stance, I do hope you find the content and considerations informative. Should you, after reading this article and potentially others on my subtrack, decide to share with your audience, thank you. If, however, you choose not to, thank you for your time and content. You will see there is both free and paid subscriptions once visiting the site. All meaningful content articles will be posted free. That's pretty funny that you used the meaningful part of there because we were talking about meaningful yesterday and obviously this had already been sent. So that's pretty cool. All meaningful content, appreciate that, will be posted free. The paid subscription will again access to deeper dives and longer format articles dealing with the same principles directly or through different topic decisions, discussions. Sorry, the intent of the paid subscriptions is more for the reader to express his or her appreciation, with the added bonus of being able to interact as the community grows, as well as another level of principle and subject ex expl explore explorations. <laughs> Once more, thank you for your time and content. Respect, P. Kelly. Okay, so subtract search term P. Kelly channel, the first principle. All right, well, guys, go check that out. I'm not going to read this right now because it's quite long, but I will read it and maybe give you guys an opinion on that a little later today. Um, thank you so much for the $2 bill. Thank you, Chris, for the coins. I really appreciate that stuff. Thank you, everybody who follows the channel and has subscribed lately. Um, and... Let me see. Oh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, I gave you guys a shout-out yesterday for Instagram. I'm going to do that again for a little while until we take off to Texas. And if you want to follow me in my uh, adventure down to Texas and doing the Rebel Capitalist Live event, you can follow me on Instagram. Let's see. Anything else? I think that's it. 
Right. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.